Will Renfield resurrect the Dark Universe? We answer that question and more this week on Only Stupid Answers. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Only stupid answers. This is the show where we answer your questions about movies, TV shows, comic field, comic book, comic fields, some comic fields, and movie fields, and Ren fields. That's what we're talking about today. I am your host, DJ Woldridge. With me, as always, is Roxy Stryer. How you, how you doing, Roxy? I'm good, DJ. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to talk to you about this movie because I haven't been able to talk to people about it, and I'm interested to know your feelings on it. And we'll leave it at that for now. But I'm very. Okay. I need to see where it's at now because when I left the theater it, on Rotten Tomatoes, it was at a place that I was like, well, that doesn't seem correct. Uh, and I'm curious. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. We'll get into it. But that's what we're talking about. We're talking about Renfield. And I'm very excited to talk about it. Um, uh, but maybe not for the th- reasons you think. Um, and uh, we're also going to be doing, as always, some news. But before that... A little business up top of course as always if you want to watch this show live like mike joyce and john libra and all the other people that are joining us you can do that over patreon.com slash only stupid answers uh please and thank you give us a five-star review on itunes it is incredibly helpful even if you don't listen to the show, I don't know how you heard this if you don't, but if you don't listen to the show, you still give us five stars. Um we really appreciate it. Also if you listen on Spotify every week, we ask you a question. Last week, last week's question was, what Nintendo game should get an animated movie next? Ray Alvarez says, maybe Legend of Zelda, but I worry that it'll shoot for the same for- formula. While Mario was fun, it barely had a plot or comedy that worked above child level. Anything but a Toad movie, he was bad. Sorry, Roxy. Sorry. I thought that Toad was legitimately the best part of the movie by far. And so- listen, different strokes for different folks. We're all happy for you. What do you think that quote means? What quote means? Different strokes for different for different folks. folks. <laughs> different. What it means is I don't know where it came from, but it just yeah. Means I get. Different. I get the what different stuff yeah. works for different people. You know, it's like so I think. I think here's what I, I because I think it comes from a generation before us making jokes like that. <laughs> what you're implying in your dirty mind over there. So I think if I were to guess, and I'm not going to look it up. If I were to guess, it's like swimming. Like, listen, whatever gets you to shore, backstroke, yeah. breaststroke, whatever. I'm sure, it's about swimming. I'm just saying, you know, it's before uh, my wife had me uh, watch um, The Outsiders for the first time last night. And for those that have not seen that movie or do not remember that movie, there's a scene where kids cut each other's hair with like a switchblade. And it's like, well, I guess this was before scissors were invented. I don't know. I guess we just don't have that technology. Similarly, I think different strokes for different folks was before we understood the modern usage of the word stroke. Hmm. If you all know what I mean at home. Um, So back to our question. Sailor Gaines 18 says Metroid Prime. Uh, William Niles Wilson says Pikmin would be fun. Just a bunch of little grassy dudes following a little alien dude for an hour and a half. I'm, I'm down. Uh, Evan Freed says if they stick with Illumination, then Kirby would work. But if they're looking uh, wider than a Legend of Zelda movie from a studio like Leica or Cartoon Saloon, would be better. I don't know what Cartoon Saloon is, but I love Leica. A stop motion Legend of Zelda movie would be incredible. You know Cartoon Saloon? Cartoon Saloon is the very famous gaming service with the Cowboys. 
No, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. That's not, Roxy's not going to be the one that tells me about Cartoon Saloon. That's not where that information is going to come from. No, no, no. It's really famous. It's got (laughs) games like You're My Cowboy and My Cowboy Ride and Don't Go Cow Tipping. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those are just three of my favorites. And and only a few of those games that you just mentioned are adult oriented games or adult right. games. Right. Yes. Mostly geared towards children. Yeah, most it's it is a weird company. Some of their games are very much kid targeted, but other ones are triple X. Nothing in between. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. It's old Miss Donald had a farm. Mm-hmm. You know, they're trying to be original. Exactly. Shake it up. Yeah. Shake it up. Um so I, I should ask you, Roxy, I know that that because you're such a big gamer. Right. Uh, after and you love the Mario movie. Is there another Nintendo based game that you in particular would like to see a, a movie ad- adaptation? Which of? ones are the Nintendo based games? <laughs> um, so we've got Mario. We've got Metroid. We've got um, Star Fox. One of my favorites. Would love to see it. Uh, Legend of Zelda. Kirby. Earthbound. I'm basically, I'm, yes, I am just going through Smash Brothers characters. Uh, F-Zero, that would be wild. It's a racing uh, Growing movie. up, my brother and I played Zelda. I also always loved Kirby because he was cute. Yeah. Um, I, I do agree. Who said it in here? Uh, Evan Freed. If Illumination is making our Nintendo movies, which considering the amount of money the Mario movie made, I, I would assume both parties would be interested in keeping that going. Kirby, I think, would be a good fit. For what Illumination does. Don't you feel like Zelda lends itself to being a a show or a movie the most? 100%. I just don't know that Illumination is the studio I want to do a Zelda movie. Like, the considering... And you and I have different opinions on this. Considering the jokes in the Mario movie, it's like, well, maybe you guys don't get to do Zelda. Maybe maybe that's not... Um, uh, so maybe a studio like the studio that did the most recent Puss in Boots movie, uh, whoever they were, they, they think they would do a pretty good job. Although I just don't, I don't think the kitty joke humor lends itself to Zelda. I think Zelda, you, you, you want to shoot for something a little bit more serious. Do you, or do you not believe that creators can do things that are serious and not serious? I do think that having watched the Mario movie makes me think, makes me think Illumination's range is a bit limited. Oh my gosh, (laughs) DJ. It's me. That's me. Listen, leave it to the cowboy studio. Different strokes for different folks. Uh, Also, ooh, 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 this is super important. This Wednesday, 10 a.m., our first official episode of Mutant Academy, me and Sal, we're talking about the first X-Men movie. I think, what was that? 2001, 2002, um, 2000, whatever. The, the first, I, I don't want to say the first Brian Singer X-Men movie. That's what it is. But it is the first live action X-Men movie. There we go. That's better. Uh, that's the movie we're going to be talking about. Um, so if you're a fan of Spider-Versity, if you liked our little uh, pilot episode that we did this Wednesday, which is the... Ah, the 19th, April 19th, 10 a.m. We're going to be doing it live on YouTube. You all can be there. That's for everybody. Please show up. Join the uh, conversation. It should be a very good time. And uh, yeah, if you haven't done your Hellbent Backer Kit survey and you backed us, first of all, thank you for backing us. Second of all, fill out your survey, please, and thank you. Really appreciate that. Cool. We did it. We got through it. Um, And I even got to bag on Mario a little bit more. I felt bad that I wasn't really able. We just were so tight on time last week. I didn't really get to vent all of my feelings. 
I'm so about glad Mario. You. <laughs> Thank you. You're I rewatched welcome. I rewatched the 93 Mario. And if you asked me to choose you between- You don't. No, stop. Stop. You said this last time. You already said it. And it's not tr- the truth. It, it, it is the truth. It is the truth. Um, I just like weird shit, I guess. Okay. We do have news to talk about. And I'm very excited to talk about this news with you, Rock. Specifically, we're going to be talking about the Captain Marvel trailer on HBO Max. I'm going to save the HBO Max stuff because I really want to know specifically- Roxy's thoughts on this. Um, but let's talk about the Marvel's trailer first. That dropped this week. This, of course, is the sequel to Captain Marvel, um, and where she's now teaming up with um, Monica Rambeau and Kamala Khan's Miss Marvel. And it really does look like, like the whole plot for spoilers for Miss Marvel that ended with a teaser where she kind of like switches places with Captain Marvel. Like that's the premise of the movie. And uh, they're powers are quote unquote entangled and they're switching places. Uh, Roxy, what did you think of this trailer? Yeah. I thought that it was, uh, I wish that was your, yes. What did you think? Yes, I did. <laughs> no, I, uh, yeah. Like it, it was a kind of a, yeah, for me, it wasn't like a F. Yeah. It wasn't like a, uh Oh, it was like a, yeah. I say it like that because, um, I don't know if you saw this DJ, but the majority of the people that I saw talking about this trailer were like ripping it mm. and ripping, miss marvel um sorry ripping captain marvel yeah the movie and the person and um i think that the this trailer while it's a it is serviceable for me i don't think it did the movie justice and i can like kind of read between the lines and see what they're doing here and i think the dynamic between the three of them is going to be very interesting yeah 100 percent. so it didn't make me concerned because I, we're seeing a little bit of that dynamic. But did I feel like this was the most entertaining, cohesive trailer that they could have put out? No. Yeah, I think um, I think um, I, it reminded me a lot of the Ant Man, the most recent Ant Man trailer, in that it's like, oh, so just everything's Guardians of the Galaxy now is what we're doing. That which made me a little nervous. I also think there is a discussion to be had that I'm very interested in. Obviously there's been a lot of pushback on Marvel MCU's phases four and now five. I don't know that you and I particularly feel that way. Um, but I do wonder if we're now kind of like when you were talking about a character like Carol Danvers has been around for a while, but Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel doesn't have 60 plus years of history like Tony Stark or Peter Parker. And so I think with some of these characters, we're kind of outside of the um, the safe umbrella of there's a lot of source material to adapt or remix or whatever. And, and I wonder if maybe that is feeding into some of the MCU's at least perceived struggles. Uh, and I'd be interested, I w- uh, I'd be interested to unpack that more. But that said, even though I don't think Captain Marvel is the MCU's worst movie, that definitely goes to one of the Thors. Um, I, I, it wasn't my favorite, but it's I think not it was fine. one of the Thors. It's Dark World. Come on, I actually, I actually think the, I know, first Thor, I know. the first Thor might be the weakest of them. I know having, you think that, but that's not the truth, TJ. Don't get me wrong. Dark World's bad. <laughs> Dark World. I'm not. I'm not trying to defend. I'm not trying to like. Well, actually, Dark World. Dark World is He's bad. A Dark World defender. No, I'm not going to. De- Dark World. If the of the MCU things, the first two Thors are near the bottom. <laughs> um, I like the first one fine. The second one is hard to get through. The, yeah, I just. I. I guess it doesn't matter. I don't need to litigate the Thor movies. Point is, my the argument I'm trying to make is I don't hate Captain Marvel the way some people do. Specific, not especially not for the reasons some people do. 
Um, and that said, this does feel more confident to that movie. Um, I really like Nia DaCosta, the most recent movie I know that she did is the is Candyman, their Candyman reboot, which I really liked. Um, so I think she's a very talented director. Um, you see what was announced from her today? No. Um, the this is probably going to mean absolutely nothing to 99% of the people who are listening to this or watching this, but I'm obsessed with theater. And one of my favorite plays is Hedda Gabler and Nia DaCosta is doing a reimagining of Hedda Gabler with Tessa Thompson, which I could not be more fucking excited about. Cool. I was going to say, I don't know what <laughs> that is, but those are people that I think are talented. So good. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a, um, law, Long story short, it's a play about a woman, like, I've always said it's my dream role to play. Like, okay. it's a woman who, like, is stuck and trapped in her own mind, kind of. Gotcha, um, gotcha, gotcha. And uh, her descent into whatever that looks like. And it yeah. is so powerful and good. And I can't believe that they're doing it. And I've been, like, screaming from the rooftops. And then this morning I wake up and Hollywood Reporter is like, the, Hedda, it just called Hedda. And I was yeah. like, oh my God, is that what I think it is? <laughs> click, click, click. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, sidetracked us. Very wow. cool. I mean, that's great. I, I think this movie, I think that I am looking forward to this movie. Yep. Um, uh, and I, I, but I am interested to like, the, I, I, it feels like the, they're switching places. It's like, that could either be really great or not that. Like, uh, I could be, there's a lot of cool, and, and I think you're right that the, at least the interactions between the three, it'll probably be worth the price of admission uh, just for that. So, um, because I like all these actors, um, um, I like all these characters, I do think a little bit more work could be done and maybe this is the opportunity to do it to give, give Captain Marvel more character. Um, uh, I think they struggle with her in the same way a lot of people struggle with Superman where it's like the power they're more defined by their powers than their personality um and i don't think that needs to be true for either of those characters anyway uh looking forward to it um it is yeah hopefully they do a good job like easing audiences in because on on paper it looks like all you need to do to understand what's happening in the marvels is watch captain marvel watch infinity war watch endgame watch wandavision watch miss marvel watch secret you know what i mean it's like oh my god <laughs> um I will have watched those things, but it's a big ask for people. It's a huge ask. And I do feel very bad for like our generation came up at the perfect time that we're watching them all alongside. Yeah. Right. Like in 10 years from now, imagine. Okay. I don't know what your parents loved growing up. DJ was there mm -hmm. like a property that they were so excited to show you a movie that they were like stoked to show you at some point. Uh, a few things, but I think like I, because of Picard and everything I'm thinking recently, like next generation, I watched Star Trek next generation with them. Okay. Yeah. And it was like, for me, anything like that was a huge ask because it was a yeah. whole show. And mm -hmm. it's like, Wow, they want me to watch a whole like my dad wanted me to watch all Cheers, right? Oh, that's like, a oh, those, right. that's a lot of episodes. <laughs> this is a lot of episodes, right? So you feel the same way that I do, where it's like yeah. that's a whole show, whatever. This is like fifteen shows. Like if we mm -hmm. want, if if ever you and I one day have kids, nieces, yeah. nephews, whatever, and we're like, oh, I want to show you something I love. Say we love the Marvels movie. Yeah. But in order to show you this thing that I love, yep. I actually need you to spend three years of your life watching other things. Like yeah. it's just such a monumental task. Well, even stuff, even what used to be easier asks like Star Wars, 
used to be three movies and then it was six movies and now it's like nine movies a couple tv series like <laughs> and nine movies how about rogue one oh, that's how about true. solo it's, how about yeah, like right. and mean, it's not like and, and and like you could say well the shows don't it's like well i don't they're pulling more and more from like clone wars and rebels so now those are almost required viewing sometimes i don't get things because i don't watch them and there will be a character all of a sudden who's blue that everybody's screaming about and i'm like what who the fuck is that yeah yeah so anyway we're looking forward to it we'll see that's uh, november of this year um and one thing about it though dj before we move on because i noticed from leonard kim in the chat he says is it it is just the teaser, so maybe the official trailer one upset. I don't understand the difference between teasers and trailers anymore. Agreed. Especially <laughs> now that trailers have teasers in front of them. <laughs> all the trailers and teasers are all around two minutes. Yep. Like, is it when a studio isn't ready to call something officially a trailer, so they call it a teaser? No idea. No idea. I am with you. I am right there with you. Uh, Mike Joyce says, I liked it. I really like Captain Marvel. I'm looking forward to the sequel. Um, yeah, don't know. I don't know. Is this a Captain I, I, Marvel sequel? Huh? This is a sequel? To Captain Marvel, yes. Huh. Did that did that did that you didn't This is technically Captain Marvel too. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't feel like in the same way that I guess Captain America um uh Civil War whatever Civil War feels like an Avengers movie. Yeah. It feels a little weird that this is a Captain Marvel 2. That's that is fair. That is fair. Uh, I get what you mean. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I need to unpack this with you, Roxy, because you are the yeah. you are the queen of TV. Mm-hmm. So this week, um, HBO Max announced that they are just going to be Max. Uh, this was a New York Times article. Um, that's not where I read it because it was uh, pay blocked. Um, uh, and there's lovely quote that just melted my brain. Uh, dropping HBO from the name is cementing that. Quote, we're not just a home for premium programming, says Julie Alexander, director of strategy and research firm Parrot Analytics. We're the home for anything you want to watch. And I understand, I think I understand in concept what she's trying to convey. But it's one of those like, do you hear yourself? Do you hear, do you hear what you're? We're not just here for good content. We're also here for trash. Yeah, any content. Don't worry. Anything goes. Like, God. But I I don't know if I'm trying to play devil's advocate here because I don't I don't like this. But I we've had the conversation of like, does the Gossip Girl reboot belong on HBO, like HBO Max and the confusion of what the distinction of what's HBO and what's Max? Does this feel like the right way to address that? <laughs> okay, so just to be clear, HBO is existing still. Um, yes. And Max is existing. Yes. Um, I'm going to go through all my thoughts with you for a second. Please. Okay. The name Max is awful. Yes. 
Max is a human's name. Do, <laughs> do you know people were using Max Greenfield's picture yes. as the cover of this article? Mm-hmm. Like from New Girl, just because the actor's name is Max. Yes. Like I know 80 Maxes. Mm-hmm. You picked a word. Like the reason why Siri works better than Alexa, and I have to whisper mm-hmm. both of those in my yeah. face, is because Alexa's a real motherfucking name. Mm-hmm. of a lot of people in our generation siri is a made-up word yeah Max, I, it's like there's somebody in your house with you i like that this is how we have to live now there is max is like just conceptually it feels like they didn't want to come up with another name mm-hmm. so they just went with the second part which makes no sense. And Max means nothing to any of us. Yeah. Like, it, it'd be you, like if Disney was like, okay, Disney, the Disney brand is too associated with families. We want people to know that it's all ages. So we're going to call it plus. It's right. Like, what? <laughs> what? What is plus? Plus. And like, nobody's going to know what you're talking about mm-hmm. when you're just like, it's on, like, it's Max. It's Max. Yeah. What the fuck's that mean? Like, it just I couldn't. Couldn't disagree with their thought process here. Less don't understand what the thought process was. That being said, I think they should have picked a different name. That being said, HBO being part of HBO Max helped HBO Max get subscribers for sure, but hurt my vision on so much of their content. Mm. Um, As somebody who watched all of the Gossip Girl reboot. Yeah. The show was awful. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really, really bad. It's the first time I can tell you I've watched an HBO show that I thought was awful. Yeah. But it's not an HBO show. Yeah. So that's like the fact that we've got – I'm going to just date everything for a second. But like um, Sopranos, Six Feet Under, um Sex in the City, The Wire, Deadwood, The Wire, yeah. right? HBO, as we all know, and I don't think people can argue this, has the greatest shows of all time. That's mm-hmm. what, HBO has the greatest shows of all time. So I get why they don't want to muddy the water with HBO Max yeah. because they are trying to pump out more content. Because in order to be a top tier streaming service mm-hmm. to compete with an, a Netflix a Hulu, an Apple TV, a Paramount, who are pumping out this motherfucking content, they need to do more. And that lowers their budget. And the whole thing about HBO is that they have these huge budgets. Yeah. Um, so I get why they want to kind of separate. But I'm a little confused on like, I think because of the Warner Discovery merger, yeah, I never know whether to use acquisition, merger, like who bought who, whatever. But yeah. because of whatever's happening there, why didn't why don't they do what a Paramount is doing or what like other service Apple call it Warner Brothers? Yeah, or, or WB Max, WB or something. Max or yeah. something like, or WBD if it's Discovery. Like, what about Max Plus? It's horrible. <laughs> Like, wh- why not call it, why not brand it as the Warner Brothers streaming service and all HBO stuff goes on Warner Brothers Max? Yeah. You know, it, that just, like, you have things that aren't 
HBO that you could work with. And instead, you're calling it Max. Yes, it seems like a not good decision. I I will say so Leonard Kim says um uh it's always don't dumbfounding how business execs can simultaneously be so intelligent and utterly moronic. I don't know that it is simultaneous. And yeah. I will say I am grateful that I've started watching Succession. I'm gonna see if I can catch up before the finale. In that I think it gives great insight to how decisions like this get made because they are utterly divorced from reality as we all know it. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, that these people are so separate from everybody else's day-to-day lives that it's this like incubator where everybody's bouncing off de- ideas off anybody. Nobody knows. Be like, wait, nobody's. You realize how stupid this is, right? Um, it, the. I was so upset that you're not fully caught up on Succession because this week was the biggest episode that's ever happened in Succession. I know, and I don't know what happens, although I, I, but I'm trying to stay, and it's like, guys, I'm working on it, all right? I'm trying to get through. Um, I don't feel bad for you. You've had years. I know, and it it is very good, but you forgive me on paper that I wasn't like, oh, the rich family that hates each other. And you're right. The writing is great, but let's not sleep on the performances because there's jokes that it's all delivery that it's just yeah. the way it's delivered that it's like it's fucking so kills i i remember a while ago i don't remember whether it was for when i was doing tv fights or if that didn't line up some version of that yeah where they we had to talk about who was the best actor on the show it's hard man they're all so good i do want to not to uh, we're not gonna have time to talk about it and what we're into but i do just because i am catching up special so- shout out to matthew mcfaden who plays the shiv's husband Mm-hmm. At least at this um, point in the show, they're engaged. I don't don't spoil it for me. And then um, Nicholas, Tom, Bra- right? Huh? Tom. I think so. Yeah. And then Nicholas Braun, who pr- plays yeah. cousin, cousin Greg. Those yeah. two are so fucking funny together. It's it's incredible. Uh, and I appreciate the show's dedication, at least at this stage, that nobody's likable. Like yeah. e- characters that theoretically are maybe like your window character, and everybody. Is the word, and I think that's a testament to what you were talking about with the writing. Is that somehow I'm still invested, even though I'm literally rooting for nobody. <laughs> yes, nobody. But that's a tale as old as time in terms of Seinfeld. Always sunny, you know. Yeah, that, that works for shows. You know what? Fun fact that I learned the other day. What about Nicholas Braun? What he was fraternity brothers with Winston. Winston. Oh, Winston. Winston. Marshall. Oh shit. Oh. Do you know Winston He's in in this space? I feel like you guys must have met him. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's crazy. That's I was crazy. He's brain on him. He's like, he's awesome. And I was like, oh, that's, good. He's that's also amazing. Uh, tall as shit. He's actually taller than I am, which is rare. <laughs> There's been so many articles about him being like the New York playboy of all playboys, which is so funny to me that's that he's so fu- like. Because in the show, like, he's such a dipshit. Everybody <laughs> wants to date him and stuff. I'm like, this is amazing. Well, good for him. Let's so so. Here's the stuff that's going to be on your app right next to Succession. Um, we've got uh, a, a Big Bang Theory. It's a Chuck Lorre is developing a new comedy series derived from Big Bang Theory. Cool uh, drama series set in the same universe as, as The Conjuring. That makes sense. A new Game of Thrones spinoff, uh, A Knight of the Seven Kingdoms, The Hedge Knight, which is based off the uh, George R. R. Martin prequel novels, uh, Duncan Egg. Which That's not that, their animated one, right? No, okay. I don't think so. Um, ooh. Wait, I'm going to save this one because we're this one we're going to have to unpack. Uh, a series called Survive the Raft, uh, which sounds like a reality show. Animated series based on Gremlins, which that's been in the works forever. 
um, a reality competition series this summer called Barbie Dreamhouse Challenge. Um, uh, and here's the big one. Well, let's just get to the big one. We're getting a new Harry yeah. Potter show that's basically a readaptation of the books that are quote unquote supposed to be more faithful. And it's executive produced by none other than J.K. Rowling. Yeah, let's get her name all over it. Why not? So, okay. <laughs> When this was announced, they did not, when they announced that they were in development for a Harry Potter series that was going to be seven seasons Mm -hmm. um, and they were, it was going to be the books, I said out loud on a different show, Mm -hmm. there's no way JK is attached to this. They're going to find some way to, even though it's her books, she's going to have to make some money, but there's no way she's. EPing the show, they would have to be fucking morons. Yeah. Insert morons. Like wait, wait, is she is she a producer or is she like the showrunner? I I think she's very like all the articles that I read show that she's like involved in the making of the show. Uh, I don't know uh, if the, I don't think she's the showrunner, but she's yeah, the EP but she's, and it seems like not just a name. Like geez. Which I Well, because she did such a good job cool. with the Fantastic Beast movies. Why wouldn't you want her? <laughs> also, as we know, um, the three main stars declined to come back. Mm-hmm. So, Understandably. Like, what the fuck? Um, is this a horrible idea? I guess not. Am I am I not surprised that they're going to do the exact same thing, but kind of flesh it out more? Is it probably a smart idea from for them financially? Yes, but like. It was only a few years ago. I don't know. It was only a few years ago, and I only read through the first four books. And I did a tweet about it, and everybody has since informed me that, yes, indeed, the movies did skip a lot. But I would argue that the Harry Potter books aren't necessarily the deepest, most nuanced books ever written. Uh, So I don't know. And again, I'm not a diehard, so I, maybe I, I literally don't know. Uh, I just don't, is there that much more you can mine from Harry Potter other than money? Is there that much more like narrative meat you can mine off those bones uh, by doing a show? And again, fans are telling me yes, there is. So great. It's just a bummer that there's literally no other YA, YA fantasy novels. There, none have been written since Harry Potter, and we can't adapt any of them. So we're just stuck with Harry Potter forever. <laughs> Can I just to clarify? I don't know if you know the answer to this, DJ. So is this an HBO show that's going on Max, or is this a Max show? I believe all of this stuff is specifically. Oh, except there's that one Game of Thrones show. I I I am led to believe that these are all Max shows. So, but HBO does still exist and make content. That is my understanding, although. I saw an article that just in their preamble led up to the fact that both Barry and Succession are ending this season. And that made me that putting those two together made me very nervous. Like, wait, are we losing? Is this like the lead up to us losing HBO as we know it? Because that would not be good. <laughs> but then what is House of the Dragon doing? Yeah, House of the Dragons doing great. Last of Us is definitely getting a second season. I don't yeah. want to. Yeah, I just, it, I, I, I don't know. I guess for some reason, in my brain, people were saying like, "Is Succession ending too soon?" And then this yes. is happening. I'm like, "Wait, did they know something? Do they know something we don't? Are they like?" Because I don't. Mm-hmm. As you pointed out, HBO has been traditionally very, very, very good, and so I don't want to lose them. 
Yeah, I mean, HBO has the best percentage for sure of great shows, right? Like yes. of the shows that they've done, they they. I'm not going to say that they bat perfectly, but yeah. almost. Yeah. I mean, what's your least favorite HBO show that you've seen? That you is there any HBO show you ever watched that you thought was bad? Not off the top of my head. Yeah. Or like even that notably people think is bad. Mm-mm. No, not off the top of my head. Not not until you get to Max era. Right. Like yeah. some people don't like girls, but I love girls. It, yeah. And I know me. mixed feelings on the uh, Sex in the City reboot. But again, that's the Max era. So who knows? Right. Um, um, no, like, yeah, I, I think their pedigree uh yeah it's it's unimpeachable well, we're going to talk about it and what we're into i'm caught up on yellow jackets which is a good show but it was a reminder that like oh the the gulf between a good showtime show and a good hbo show is is a not insignificant it's not insignificant you know yeah and it's just because of where I, the level hbo operates at <laughs> there was a time period in which showtime and hbo were rivals in terms yeah. of like people would say you know when i i think it was when weeds was on showtime um, Dexter was on Showtime. Yeah. There's a few Showtime shows that people were watching. Like, oh, it's HBO and Showtime are the two. But I mean, it's clearly HBO. Well, and even then for me, um, I love FX. There's some FX that shows that I love as much as HBO shows. But there are also some FX shows that I don't think are particularly good. You know what I mean? Like, it's totally. not, it's still not HBO. It's not that HBO consistency. And there's probably a time where like AMC might have been up there. It's really impressive that HBO has been able to hold on as long as they have and be this consistently solid. Good for them. Whoever. Well, they should is, just fuck it up right now. And yeah, they, exactly. Let's just uh, shit the bed right, right at this moment um, when things are at their most volatile. Good, good job, everybody. <laughs> um, it's, it's like they can't, it's like execs can't help themselves. Like, just leave it alone. It's working. Just let it be, man. <laughs> yeah. HBO had done something that no other network had managed to do, which is yeah. make all hits. Yeah. Just and let like it. have such love and trust in your name. Yeah. Let it be. Let it be. Um, the. Wait a second. Kayla Marie says. Sex in the City. Oh, thank you. The Sex in the City, uh, city reboot is not it. That's but again, an HBO Max thing. Max yeah. era. Max era. And not that we haven't had some Max winners. Peacemaker's technically, I think, a Max show. Love Peacemaker. Um, yeah. But, um, sex Lives of College Girls. Really good. Yeah. Like, it's not that, you know, there's still some of that HBO. Ooh. Um, if, you, if you have the question of, like. Like with Peacemaker, is this an HBO show, an HBO Max show? Eh, see, it's doing good. But again, it's within the context of saying it's an HBO show. Fuck, don't fuck it up, Zazlov. Um, All right. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know. Just to finish the thought on the Harry Potter thing, it's one of those that will probably do well because there's not not all of us are – not everybody that's a Harry Potter fan is like on Twitter and even knows the J.K. Rowling of it all, all or would care. Um, How do you I, feel, DJ? Like, if we find out that JK for some reason is the showrunner, are you going to not watch the show? Oh, I'm not going to watch. I'm not a bit. I don't. I am very fortunate in that I don't have to cross. Like with the Hogwarts game that I heard was very good. I'm not a diehard Harry Potter fan. I don't need to. That is. This is not a moral uh, moral debate. I need to have. Mm -hmm. I don't need to participate in this. Uh, it's gotcha. not going to. Um. Uh. I. I think there have been plenty of. Um. I'm of the opinion, just in general, I think we're a little bit too IP reliant. And I, but even then, there's been so many fantasy series, why fantasy series that have come out since Harry Potter that are probably even better than Harry Potter um, that you could do. Um, and, and, but 
uh, they don't they don't care about that. Um, and I understand. I, I'll be interested to see if this affects the actors and creators that can get on board, like people that'll be like, you know what, I don't want to be associated with this. Um, but I'm also not in a position to cast stones because I really, you know, I watched uh, Tokyo Vice and I thought it was a right, very right, good right. show, and it has Ansel Elgort, who I don't like. Um, so I, it's uh, it's tricky. I'm not necessarily going to judge uh, Harry Potter fans for, for if they line up for this, but I'm not going to line up for it. What about you, Roxy? I this is a not cute comment, but I guess it depends on if I'm getting paid to watch it or not. That's fair. That, that, that's entirely fair. I don't, yeah, I yeah, I uh, um, yeah, I, I. But I'll be interested. I I have to imagine the lead up to it being created is going to be very rocky. It has to be right. I feel like she holds a lot of cards, and they legally can't do much. Like she did not do what um, Alan Moore did. You know, mm-hmm. she did like she wants to be involved. She is. She did not do what Sylvester Stallone did. Yeah, she protected herself from all angles. So yeah, yeah, it's gonna be rocky as shit. Yeah, just because because I I and you don't. I'm not gonna ask you this in the sense that you need to answer it. But I would imagine like you get a casting call for the new Harry Potter show. I imagine there's some in, internal debate on whether you want to be involved in that or not. For sure, for <laughs> yeah. sure. Obviously, like, yeah, 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 and so. like. For people who are upset with the actors that take the roles, I just so see that differently. You waited your whole life for a dream. You let somebody take that away from you because they're a shit person. Like, I, I don't know. It's tough. Yeah, yeah it's it's, it's a it's a tricky, tricky. I kind of wish we weren't put in this position. Um, eh, whatever. Uh, we will see. But next, we're going to talk about Ryan Ryan Fe- Ren- Renfield. I always fuck it up uh, after these ads. Oh, we are back. Farmers. We are back and we are here to talk about Renfield, the new horror comedy uh, uh, directed by, here we are, um, Chris McKay, written by Ryan Ridley and Robert Kirkman. Yes, that Robert Kirkman. Renfield, Dracula's henchman and inmate at the Loon... And inmate at the lunatic asylum for decades, longs for a life away from the Count, his various demands, and all the bloodshed that comes with them. As of this recording, I just looked it up. Uh, let me let me look it up again, because I have forgotten. On Rotten Tomatoes, I believe it has 60%. Um, that is, oh, okay, it has 63%, 82% audience score. Although it fails to take full advantage of its uh, committed stars and killer premise, Renfield's Banny Horror Comedy, uh, blend sinks in just enough to leave an impression. And of course, this is starring Nicolas Cage as Dracula. That's the big selling point. Uh, Nicholas Holt as Renfield, uh, Aquafina as Rebecca, Ben Schwartz as Tedward Lobo. And if you're like, what type of movie is this? Just know that one of the main characters is named Tedward Lobo. And he drives a car with a decal inside of a wolf snorting cocaine i shit you not um i'm upset right now because based on your tone i feel like you didn't like this movie all right let's get, let's let's just do it let's get into it spoiler free thoughts let's go um so i have mixed feelings on this in that nicholas cage is fucking fantastic he elevates everything he's so fucking good i think he's fucking great and he's perfect here 
uh, well, she was in more of the movie. There's visual elements, like specific, like nod, nods, reshot elements from like the classic, like Bella Lugosi Dracula. Like there's the, the layer, Dracula's layer. The set design is really fucking cool. There's cool visual stuff. I love that they did what I wish Megan did, which was really go for the gore. They're like, that's the, that's a part of. You didn't of, think they really went for the gore? In Megan. And this, they yeah. did that, and I'm glad this movie did that. I wish Megan had all. Oh, I, oh, wish Meg, oh, oh. I wish Megan had been more like this movie. Um, um, they like went, like specifically. There is some specific fatality shit, like Mortal Kombat fatality shit that happens in this movie, that is uh, hilarious just for its audacity, uh, and I appreciate that. Nicholas Holt is not, in my opinion, given a lot to do here, but he is great. He's just really talented, so fine. All that I liked all that. Uh, I genuinely liked all that. On the other hand, this might be the worst movie I've ever seen. I don't know. Like, it's really stupid in a way that I felt because our audience really seemed to like it and like laugh at all the shit. And so there, there might be a degree that maybe I'm not in on the joke. Like maybe they were intentionally trying to do like every bad movie thing, like a voiceover that excruciatingly drags out every plot point or theme until in like people with a grievous head injury could understand what is happening in this movie. They just really need feel the need to drive it all home. Uh, the, the just dump just so many, one of my least favorite things in a movie is where like a character is faced away from another character and they're like, Hey, by the way, here's some exposition that definitely wasn't 80 yard later. And I just need to say this to explain something. We cut around half the movies, that shit. Um, it's just, it's just bad to the degree that I don't know if it's intentionally like, just really like amateur bad shit. Um, and so I say all that to say I have mixed feelings. What about you, Roxy? <laughs> no, I still don't have mixed feelings. I think that this movie delivered on exactly what the trailer promised it would deliver on. And if you like the trailer, then you're going to like the movie. And if you did not like the trailer or thought like, hmm, maybe I won't like this, then you probably won't. Yeah. Like it was... Super gory. I completely disagree that they didn't give Nicholas Holt a lot to do. I think they gave him so much to do. I love Nicholas Holt. I've been harping on The Great for a long time now, trying to get people to watch it. Yeah. And he's got such um, excellent timing. I thought Aquafina was amazing in this. I know a lot of people did not like her in this. And a lot of people seem to be on an anti-Aquafina kick because they said that she plays the same character in this that she does in everything, which I mm -hmm. disagree. Um. Mm -hmm. So I loved our big three, Nicolas Cage, Nicholas Holt, and Aquafina. I think that the movie was super silly and funny and wacky and uh, exactly what it promised to be in a great way. Like their yeah. advertising really sold exactly what this was. Was it the greatest movie I've ever seen in my life? No. Do I think it's a really fun movie that is a horror comedy that I would rewatch in the background during the spooky season, whatever? Definitely. Mm -hmm. That's a ringing endorsement for a movie. Is this a movie I would have on when I'm doing other things? Of course it is. <laughs> no, I'm saying I would rewatch it. I would like I I loved the movie, DJ. Like this is definitely a ringing endorsement for me. I loved it. I think it's great. Well, and listen, a lot of the people and a lot of laughs in the audience. Um, the I audience had, loved it. It felt like I I had a guest with me that had a blast. Uh, I I just what I and I think Roxy's assessment that it, the trailer is the movie. So if you're like me and you saw the trailer, I'm like, oof, this looks rough. Your friend liked it, it more than you did. Oh yeah. <laughs> he, he, he was. I like, would imagine. Yeah, he was. He was like, oh, it was so much fun. I'm like, yeah, man, yeah. <laughs> 
I, I, I kind of kept my feelings to myself. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I didn't like, I'm trying to think of other like Nicolas Cage movies. And I, I liked in Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, I liked Nicolas Cage in that, but I thought the movie was fine. It was very like, you know, middle of the road. What? I love this, that, th- movie. that movie makes this movie, this movie makes that movie look like a fucking masterpiece. Um, oh my God, DJ, you're so I don't, salty. I, well, I I think it does it. They I I it feels like a bunch of people in the room. And they had different visions for what the movie like. Is this a horror movie about the relationship between Dracula and Renfield? Yes, but also we want it to be a crime comedy, buddy cop action horror. And it's like pick a lane, pick a thing, pick a pick a because you're not really like I I, I specifically I think what would have been more effective is I think the core premise of the relationship between Renfield and Nicolas Cage and Nicholas Holt is solid. And I think if we should have, we have questions. Clementine uh, asks, how much is Nick Cage actually in it? I got the sense from the trailers that there are only a handful of scenes with him in it. I think that's a problem of the movie. Nicholas Cage is great and he's not in it enough. And him and Nicholas Holt don't have enough time to play off each other. And the movie really relies on the voiceover to be like, this is our relationship. And this is why I have problems with him. It's like, or you could have scenes with them together and we see that. I would say he's definitely in more than five minutes of it. He's in a good chunk of it. He's in like 15 minutes of it. (laughs) You're aggro. Where would you, okay, where would you rate this? Where would you, so on, and again, we've felt the need to mention, and I still feel the need to mention, you know, Rotten Tomatoes is an aggregate. It's not necessarily like, it's not like everybody gave, all the reviewers gave it. A sixty percent or whatever, you know. Right. I mean? And just same with Mario. It's not like they gave him all fifty five percent. Whatever. It's it's a uh, so it's not perfect. But so if you were to give it like a percentage, the to, just to to reiterate, uh, critics are sixty three percent, audience is eighty two. Where are you falling? What percentage are you falling in? I would say it's an eighty. An eighty. All right. There you go. That's solid. Yeah, I think That's it's solid. a solid B minus. And listen, solid. I think there's moments, specifically ones with Nicolas Cage in them, that are eighty. Dare I ask what you would give it? Um, I, I, again, I don't know because it's not like there were parts I did like. Like I liked. There's a whole action sequence um, at a at a motel that's so insane that I really liked it. And there's jokes I like. Like I I think um, uh, Ben Schwartz is really fucking funny for the most part in the movie. Like he gets some really good uh, one lines in there. Excellent actor. It's He's just such really a good. It's just such a mess of a movie that it's like I don't even know. I I I liked it more. If anybody wants to follow me on Letterboxd, I've been keeping track of my movies that I see this year. Um, I've been trying other social media stuff now that Twitter is doing whatever the fuck Twitter's doing. Um, and I think I put it between yeah, I put it above Megan and Quantum Mania, but below Mario and Shazam is where I landed. You put this below Mario? Yes. But you hated Mario. Uh, I did not think Mario was very good. But again, I can't stress enough, this might be the worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, uh, just a movie alone, Nicolas Cage notwithstanding. No. Oh there's just, God. it's like really like... DJ. This is a real disaster of a movie. <laughs> no, it's so not... In my, still, but again, it might intentionally, they might, because I really do get the sense that they were trying to go for like, what are the dumb things B horror movies like that you would rent on VHS in 1994 do? Let's do those things. And it might, that might, so it might, a lot of the bad shit might be intentional. And I just didn't find it funny. Um, 
but I really got the sense. Like, there literally a character says the line, "I ran the pen through Interpol," and it's like that's not. What are you even saying right now? And it doesn't even make sense within the context of the scene. The person's blood is not even the person. The person, the blood that's on the on the pen is not even the person you're looking for. It doesn't make any sense. Let me ask you this: Would you rather watch this movie three times on repeat, mm-hmm. or finish the season of The Flash? <laughs> I would rather finish the season of The Flash, but that's not entirely fair because at least The Flash, I have, we have history, okay? It might be a toxic relationship at this point, but we have history, okay? It is um, so toxic. Oh my God. When I texted you this week and said, was there no Flash? And you were like, yeah, we're on break. It was like, oh, thank I fell God. from the heavens. <laughs> Same. I was like, yeah, thank, we need a break. And then the first episode we get back is Arrow, is where he teams up with Green Arrow and it's like, guys, don't. I really so that's when you. after the fight they've your ex has brought you flowers exactly like, it's like guys please don't fuck this up please if you don't if you fucked up every other episode this season please don't fuck this one up please for the love of god this is the last time flowers these two, and chocolate please i yeah, deserve them this is the last two this is the last time we get to see these two characters hang out please please don't fuck this up for me um they probably will i need to lower my expectations let's answer some of these questions uh, Mike Joyce, Nick Cage as Dracula is something I didn't know I wanted until this movie was announced. What weird role would you want to see him take on next? I mean, like, of all of the roles? <laughs> I'm trying to think of, because it's hard to, within this context, it's hard not to think of, like, Frankenstein's monster, the invisible man. They just, like, give them all, do do all of them. Um What's a weird role? Here's one. If we're going iconic literature characters, Dracula is obviously top of the list. Who's right up there with him? Sherlock Holmes. Give me. Nicholas Cage is Sherlock Nicholas Holmes. Cage, Sherlock Holmes? Of course I do, Roxy. Don't give me that look. Of course I do. DJ, <laughs> put put him in a Marvel, Star Wars, Star Trek, or DC movie. Okay. Well, listen, I have been a proponent for a while now. A lot of people give me pushback on this. When I was a kid in the 90s, the ghostwriter was a character named Danny Ketch. And the original ghostwriter, Johnny Blaze, did not, he didn't do the whole skull flaming thing. He was like the mentor figure to this new ghostwriter. MCU, have Danny Ketch be your ghostwriter. Bring back Nicolas Cage as Johnny Blaze, as the new ghostwriter's mentor. That's, I, that's what I want. I think that would be great. Okay. Would you rather see him as a villain or a hero in general? Uh, I'm kind of tempted just because villains get to have more fun. Like he has a fucking blast here. Mm-hmm. Like if you cast him as Lex Luthor, I feel like, uh, yeah, uh-huh, yes. Um, but like villain, I think he would have more fun. It'd be more fun to see him as a villain. Hmm. Also, People know this. I'm a big proponent of the second Ghost Rider movie, directed by the same people that did director Crank. I know the first Ghost Rider sucks. Second Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance. It's a blast. I recommend it. I want to see it. Like, I, I think I'm having such a hard time with the question because what I want to see him do is more stuff like Mandy. Sorry, more, no, like Pig. Like, more yeah. just like... Well, either of those. For me, both yeah, yeah, Mandy, yes. Pig, yes. Uh-huh. I want, like, <laughs> indie artist movies like that are just fucking bizarre that's where he shines he's so good 
uh mom and dad he's fucking fantastic in that um what's mom and dad mom and dad is also it's directed by one of the the duo the director crank split up uh and basically the director what uh, he the the directors that direct, directed the Crank movies, uh, starring Jason Statham. For people that know, those are like insane action movies. They also did the second Ghost Rider. That duo split up. One of them directed Mom and Dad, which is basically something happens in the brains of all those the parents in the world that they that they I think they describe it in the movie as the instinct parents have to protect their children. It suddenly reverses, and they're trying to kill their children, and it's. Fucking great! It's uh, it's fantastic, cool. and of course Nicolas Cage is fantastic in it. And is he he's, dad? Yeah, he's one of the dads. Uh, mom. It's uh, the mom is um. Why am I blanking? It's another. It's another fantastic actress whose name. Because I put you on the spot, and nobody mom likes to be put on the spot. Mike Joyce says Nick Cage, Dark Side. Selma Blair. Oh. I love Selma Blair. Uh, dude, I highly recommend Mom and Dad. It's so much fucking fun. Yeah, Mike Joyce says uh, Nick Cage, Dark Side. Yes. Yes to all of it. I think, yeah, I think he's great. One of my favorite Nick Cage movies is also one of my favorite movies of all time, uh, Raising Arizona. The only time he worked with the Coen brothers. Uh, fucking love that movie. Um, uh, and, and I will say, I do think this movie's worth checking out. Again, Nicolas Cage's Dracula, real good. And there's some great visual choices. And I like Nicholas Holt. Maybe not here, but I do like him. I think he's a talented boy. Um, Leonard Kim. Why exactly did the Dark Universe die so quickly and abruptly? Did the Mummy movie bomb that badly at the box office? I remember liking the Mummy movie. It did bomb very badly. At this, it did very badly at the box office. Uh, uh, Tom like, Cruise how, Mummy, not the... How not badly? The, I don't remember, but I remember being... being I don't even think it did enough that it scuttled a whole shared universe like on on its own, and and that's not entirely fair because that Dracula Dracula Untold movie was also supposed to be a dark universe joint, and then that didn't do well. Do you think Roxy that this because clearly I think this is in some ways part of the same vein of we're trying to combine our horror with our comedy with our action. Do you think? This, from what I understand, this does kind of come out of the remains of the idea of the dark universe. Is there any chance that this brings back conversations of a shared universal monster universe? They just like haven't been able to figure it out. Yeah. So I I don't really know what the holdup on that is. It seems like it shouldn't be as complicated as it's been. It's kind of like with Fantastic Four. It's obviously different, but it's like, why can't we figure out Fantastic Four? It just feels like it would be not that difficult to fucking do. Yeah. Um, that's kind of how I feel about this, where it's like a shared monster universe just should kind of be not turnkey, but like yeah, not that difficult. We're not attempting to do something crazy here. Well, and I do think I, I, I and, and, I, I, this is obviously not the case because tonally they couldn't be more different. I kind of thought this this Renfield conversation was springing out of the success of The Invisible Man, which is a fantastic movie, the most really recent good. Invisible Man. Um, and that's there's, tonally there's, very similar to Renfield. And not at all, <laughs> not at all, not at all. Um, I would love to see an Elizabeth Moss, uh, Nicholas Cage crossover where yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, actually, I mean, well, she's—they're both terrific. So, yeah, they would do—they would do a good job together. Um, wow, that'd be wild if you really tried to connect these two. I do think if this movie is successful, if it works, if people respond to it, um, 
I, I I could see it doing well. I think the the issue with the, one of my issues with this movie and my issues with the Dark Universe in general is it feels like they're trying to make it like a superhero thing, and it's like, well, no, just make it horror. Just just make it. Just let it. Just let them be. That's part of what I think made Invisible Man really good is you did it for a little less money and you let it be a fucking horror movie. Uh, and I don't know that that Invisible Man can cross over with any Dracula. It's a relatively grounded movie for what it is. Um, but let just. Yeah, I it's it's almost like they're embarrassed to make horror movies, which is weird because the only genre that's been as stable it hasn't made as much money as superhero movies have, but it's been stable in a in a, a, a field dominated by IPs is horror movies. You make them for a little like the Conjuring movies do really well. You make them for a little less money, they make more money. Like I definitely so, think in that Invisible Man though, there is room for a Dracula, not this Dracula. Yeah, but uh Dracula, it's grounded, but it's it's also like sci-fi. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I am inclined to agree with you, and I'm down to see it because those those monsters. Universal has a history back in. Abbott and Costello crossed over with Frankenstein and Dracula and the Wolfman. Like it's not like it's unheard of. Um, so I think there's a way to do it, but I think they need to get out of thinking about this as like superhero properties, and embrace what they are, which is monster movies. Uh, and figure out how to connect them that way. Because in The Mummy, they tried to make Tom Cruise into like a superhero. And this, Renfield's kind of like a superhero. And it's like, I don't know that that's the right track. Um, but again, if the movie does well, people respond to it. Again, everybody in the theater was laughing having a good time. Um, so, you know, what the fuck do I know? Um, Jake Hefner, uh, going off the trailers, it seems like Renfield will make Dracula goofy and over the top instead of scary. Is that accurate? Do you think Dracula as a character works better with some levity added, or should it only be scary horror figure? Let's focus on that part, Roxy. Do you think yeah. Dracula as a character works better with some levity, or should he only be like a scary, like a more serious scary horror figure? I think it's such an unfair question because in comedies he works better with levity. Yeah, um, but like you know, there's there's multiple versions to every character that we know and love, like you know. Uh, think about like the Lego Batman movie yeah. or anything, you know, where like d- does, would I nine out of 10 times say that Batman works better with uh, like as a dark tortured soul. Yeah. But then there, there's all different versions that d- where I'm like, Oh, that p- works perfectly. And like, what a fun play on Batman and society and whatever. So like, do, do I think Dracula inherently on the page is written more as this like brooding fucked up, yeah, of course, based based on his backstory. But do for me, did it work super well in this to have that levity? Yeah, I agree. Uh, and I think part of the thing with a character like Dracula and vampires in general that have made them so successful is that it can kind of be anything. Like it, you can kind of do all sorts. That's why I think it's been it's been such an enduring. This has been an enduring story and vampires in general have been an enduring concept is you can kind of do anything with them. And I will say like you, Roxy, like on paper, you're like, yeah, dark, brooding, scary. Yeah. That said, I think, again, I think Nick Cage's Dracula is fantastic in this. And also um, the most recent, the Dracula Netflix series starring um, Klaus Bang um, as Dracula. He had like, um, uh, this goes back to Bela Lugosi. It's not really in the original novel. In the original novel, Dracula's kind of gross from what I understand. Uh, more like Nosferatu shit. But ever since Bela Lugosi, like, there's a sexiness. There's an allure. And I think like that Dracula Netflix show really kind of captured the magnetism. 
and that he's kind of fun and he's kind of fun to be around. And it's like, yeah, I think there's something there. And I like my sassy villains. I like villains that like being villains and are having a blast being villains. That's, that's fun. Um, so I, I think there's a world 100% to Roxy's point. I think that's right. Depending on what you're doing, you can make Dracula work in any of those. But if you're like, uh, like um, uh, benchmark Dracula. I think like a, it should be scary, but also a little bit sexy and also a little bit funny. And also like, you know, he's able to lure people into his grip. You smart. Know? So, smart. Like all those things are are there. Um, but while Dracula is funny and this, this is more of a scary, dra- like Dracula doesn't seem like a fun guy to be around. <laughs> Uh, he's very, he's very food focused. He's very food motivated. Food focused. Yeah. yeah um, he's hangry. Yeah. He's hangry. Most of this movie. He's super angry. He's super hangry. Not so fun to be around. Cause he's so angry. So angry. Just feed him. Just give him that busload of nuns or whatever. It was cheerleaders or whatever it was. Um, all right. Those are our thoughts on Renfield. Take of them of what you will. Uh, uh, I think Roxy made a very good point. You know, the trailer, it is what it is in the trailer. So if you dug the trailer, go check it out. And if you're like, maybe not, maybe not. Maybe um, not. Roxy, where can the kids check out what you're working on? They can find me everywhere at Roxy Stryer. You can find me at DJ Talks Trash. You can follow the show everywhere that matters at Only Stupid Answers, but on Twitter. Yank out the devils from stupid. And we will see you all next time. <laughs>